Hey everybody, not quite ready to do a full episode this week, but I found another podcast I was on from almost a year ago. Uh, one of my best friends, Conrad, you've heard him before on the podcast. He used to have his own podcast and I was a guest. So without further ado, let's just listen to a recap of that and maybe I will be back next week or never. Who knows? It's the con. Who knows? <clears throat> <clears throat> It's the Conrad Brown Barrick Show. It's a podcast about who the fuck knows. It's not planned out very well. It's a product of oh, what the hell. I might as well tell a few stories and spin a yarn or two on the Conrad Brown Barrick Show. Strap on in, it's time to go. The lights are on and the stage is set. Jump right in, wait, no, not yet. Just hold off a bit. No premature ejaculation. You laid in on the Conrad Brombeary Show. While we wait, throw me a follow. You're tuned in on Podbean or YouTube. You're listening to the Conrad Brombeary Show with the Conrad Brombeary. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Conrad Brombeary Show with Conrad Brombeary with your host, Conrad Brombeary. Today, I have a very special guest, and it's not. Conrad Brombarek. It is Jamie Ward. Say hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. You're not everybody, Jamie. I meant to say. It's okay. Um, uh, yeah, Jamie Ward is a stand-up comedian, a stand-up guy. I've known him for 10 years now. We started comedy around the same time. We met in Atlanta and blossomed into uh, an amazing friendship, as well as uh, co I guess co-workers. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, co-workers first, friends second, and uh, family most. That's couldn't have said it better. We're on a pretty good hockey team, too. We are. Well, what do we do? Remember that time our hockey team uh, went to Iceland and we befriended all those people and had a really good time? Uh, but we had to leave, and they didn't want us to leave. So, but we ended up leaving, and then a couple yeah. years later, we fought them in the finals. I know it was ironic, right? It, it was, was very ironic, and then we ended up winning because you know that's what we do. Yeah, we're winners. That's what we do. We're winners. I mean, not in comedy, but like everything else, we try. Yeah, if, if, I just wish we loved something else. Ducks win together. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, <laughs> what did uh, what did you do today? What did you get into today? today? I, um, I know I was with you almost the whole day, but what yeah. did you do? Well, the the exciting thing was I got to I got to go to my best friend's house and we worked on uh, some stuff, some exciting projects we we got coming up, and then we had to go do some radio stuff. Uh, I know some people might have been more excited about the radio. So we, we stopped doing what I was really enjoying doing, and then we, we drove up to uh, that baseball stadium. Yeah, SunTrust. Yeah, and uh, we did some radio on uh, 109 Round Down. And <laughs> round up. <laughs> I don't know math. Yeah. No, it's it's. It, I, I was a math major in college, as you know. So I was a film major. Well, that adds up to an amazing friendship. It is. Actually, if you have friends that don't know me too, they should know I'm Asian, so that's why it's disappointing. Oh, okay, yeah, I've forgotten to tell everyone that you are Asian up front. I just like to make sure everybody knows that. Yeah, I have insecurities about it. (laughs) Well, you were talking about uh, you're wanting to become more Asian now. I do. I do. It's a weird thing that's been happening to me too. I've never been there. My parents are white. Well, okay, so there's another. Yeah. Caveat. I just well, my like, parents are white too, so that's something we, we have the same kind of parents. <laughs> we're the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that having white parents doesn't make you the best. I'm saying we're the best. Yeah. As far as friends, whatever. We're, we're very all. good at having white parents too. We've but we're both doing it at like a hundred percent of our potential. Millennial white parents too. They're millennial. Uh, parents are millennials. And that's what we are. Polish. I'm Polish. Right. My my parents are uh, German and Irish, uh, uh, English. Oh. So that that's like, yeah. That's like all that's three of the major players in the yeah. World Wars. Uh huh. So. World Wars, huh? I feel like we're we're killing it, not in the way that World Wars did, but 
just fun. Ironic that I'm now uh, more related to the, the World War participants as an adopted kid than I am originally if I had stayed <laughs> in my birth country. Uh, <laughs> but thank goodness, because uh, yeah. that was a good trade. I definitely, yeah. definitely glad I yeah. got drafted in that round. Yeah, you were like the uh, Antonio Brown going to the Patriots. In some ways, in some but, way, minus, but not all the ways. No, minus what we just read about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a Raider. <laughs> not a Raider. Um, <laughs> Maybe which, some other things. Which is not. very close to what he is allegated to have done. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I mean, we started comedy almost at the same time mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, met at the relapse. Uh, and when I was hanging out with you and uh, the other comic who I remember who it was, but I'm not going to say his name because I already mentioned him on the radio station, Brandon Williams. So I'm not going to mention his name because uh, he owes me money still. But we, uh, I had to pee real bad that night. I don't know if you knew that, if you guys knew that, but I was like, oh man, these these guys are real comics and I'm hanging out with them. But I had to pee so bad, I peed in my pants on the way home. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I, I did not. Well, I did. Yeah. And if happened. you had told me that, uh, the course of everything might be way different. Yeah, probably better. Yeah, it would be friends first, and then coworkers <laughs> and family always. Yeah. So uh, yeah. darn. Well, I messed that up. I didn't know uh, you were in the same stuff I was. <laughs> comedy. I didn't know you were into comedy or pee fetish. What? I, I'm in both. Can't control in what I book. say. Don't don't. This is a podcast. That uh, evolves with its listeners, it's and I'm guessing most. Fetish. Of, I'm guessing most of the listeners like pee fetish, so it's fine. I don't. I don't like saying it that way because I. I feel like it's becoming pretty mainstream now too. It's That's true. Mainstream. Get it? Mainstream. Unintentional. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We're keeping this PG R. Come on. <laughs> PG R. Parental guidance. Yeah. Raider. <laughs> Rated PFG, brutal fucking guidance. <laughs> brutal fucking guidance. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's how I describe my comedy. PFG. PFG. Well, I'm, I always wanted to do the uh, the guidance, like the the thing they say, parental advisory or parental guidance advice, whatever the hell they say at the beginning of movies. Yeah. I wanted to do a joke about it, but I could never do it because. All my jokes are uh, not dirty enough. So, like, I feel like there was something funny that I wanted to say here, and I'm not saying it. So that's why I have a podcast, so that I can bring funny people on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I, I'm here with him. We can, we can, I'll try to find you some funny guests if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great if we can, uh, you know, work together on that. Yeah. Like, we're working... Um, we are, are having a special thing that we're doing, and I don't want to go too much into it, but we feel that comedy in general right now, um, everybody has their views on what comedy should be as far as comedians doing comedy and the audience going to watch comedy shows or just staying at home and watching comedy shows. We feel like they are... Uh, have, have, a, have a very opinionated um, opinion, uh, I guess, on very it. Very opinionated opinions. Um, so, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that people have this, I guess, a very definite definition of what <laughs> comedy should be? Because um, it doesn't feel like they had that when, like, Steve Martin or um, Richard Pryor or you know, back in the 70s and 80s. It felt like, although I know it was a new thing, but I feel like now people are like, oh, comedy has to be this. I don't I don't want to put this all on like a, oh, I'm blaming the generation <laughs> or society. I do think that there has there's been an evolution as, as things always shift <laughs> and with the advent of things like social media and just a generation of people that w- we were all raised to be taught were special, <laughs> which I'm not meaning in a bad way. I'm just saying because we're not. Yeah, absolutely not. We're not all. If we all were were taught that and yeah. that our ideas matter, and that was to combat like a generation that uh, really where opinions and stuff weren't mattering and stuff. But because of like social media 
everybody feels like their opinion is important enough to share with everybody. I don't remember who it was, but there was a great comic that uh, they had a. It was it was Tom Green when we'd go see Tom Green. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And he did that bit about you used to read the newspaper and internalize it, mm-hmm. but you didn't go out and and share that opinion you made about the article with 20 people that day you yeah. just you internalize things yeah and that, that's extended to everything now even brands like companies their marketing is interactive yeah I, like if a commercial doesn't interact with me and ask my opinion i'm like yeah oh you're not even trying to get my consumership yeah like wendy's does with uh like roasting other businesses exactly yeah that's crazy because like w- when we saw tom green it was uh I mean, we thought it was going to be classic Tom Green doing, you know, silly shit that he used to do. But he was very insightful. It was, it was, I guess it took somebody that, who was in it from pretty much the beginning of the social media, you know, having him be one of the first um, comedians as far as, like, to get a show um, that was strictly, like, sketch on the show, mm-hmm. on the air. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I thought it, I thought he was great. I was so pleasantly surprised by uh, his his act and stuff, and sort of his his awareness of the role he played in that. But I'm, you know, it's there's no one person responsible no. for it, and I don't even mean it as a bad way. There's yeah. good things that have come out of it. Well, because at the same too. time, like uh, Bam Margera was yeah. like around the same time with his show, and it was almost like they made people who never thought their opinions mattered they made them matter mm-hmm. and I feel like the social media and stuff is, is only made it bigger but does that hurt like does the social media hurt in a way the comedy audiences because they do feel like their opinion matters um, where they're not going into shows anymore to get the opinion of the comedian and laugh at that they're coming in with opinions already so if you bring up a topic they've already have an opinion on they're gonna go full force with their opinion instead of try to understand where you're coming from through your jokes so i think i think audiences have changed uh, over time and comedy has not completely caught up yet or decided what it wants to be and what role it plays comedy has been so used to being the cutting edge of opinions and ideas and it was people keep saying the the last bastion of free speech so the role of free speech has changed in society and i think that uh there will definitely be a need for us to understand the the good thing about sometimes holding back like in comedy i learned it's not always about what you say. Sometimes your power is in that silence between what you say. Yeah. And, if, if, you know, hopefully we'll get there as a society, too, that what you don't say will become powerful and important, too. And then we won't be flooded by so many words. Because uh, I think, I know as a comedian myself, I have not quite adjusted yet for the change in audiences. Yeah. I still try to, to give my ideas and bring the audience you know over to believe in what i'm trying to say but but maybe there needs to be a new relationship developed between comedians and audiences i don't don't know yeah i mean the the relationship is the where the comedy thrives like when you don't have that relationship with an audience i mean it doesn't matter if you do say something funny it's going to fall flat if they don't have they don't feel some sort of connection with you Um, i've seen you know comedians who I mean, we've both been in the situation where a joke that lands 99% of the time just will did not hit with the audience because we didn't set it up, um, our relationship with them earlier in the show. And it doesn't matter what we would say or do, we just failed at making that connection and relationship. And I feel like that's that almost the social media almost hurts in that sense mm-hmm. that, you know, the relationships, no one's getting a face-to-face relationship first i mean you think about dating most people are i don't know about that well i know you don't but um i've only learned it through social media okay (laughs) but the the actual like people going on dates i mean they message each other first they they send text messages to each other first before they meet up in person um and and seeing somebody 
you know, you can kind of get a vibe for them in that way. Um, if you're seeing a comedian first, I mean, if you unless you looked them up on YouTube or, or wherever, um, you're seeing this person for the first time, their ideas are probably not going to be your ideas because the whole thing with comedy is trying to find a different angle. Um, and I feel like the social media and not just the social media, just the the way that we've evolved has really taken a, not a toll, but yeah, has made a disconnect between comedians and uh, uh, audiences. You know what, this, is, this makes me think an interesting point. I've always described comedy, uh, not, not that I think this is an amazing thing, but it's just an idea. When I first started, I always thought comedy, stand-up comedy is, is a conversation between you and the audience and your act is it's sort of an excuse for you to say what you need otherwise you just stand there silently and, and nobody would talk about anything uh, i think i think the big difference now is social media it used to be a one-way conversation mm -hmm. where we said what we wanted and they accepted it now the audience sort of gets the last word they get to go on social media and have opinions about these things I don't like it, but you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Things change over time. As comedians, we now have to learn, what if we don't get to be the last word in the conversation? If yeah. we're in a fight, there's there's ways to end conversations powerfully. Mm -hmm. Like in, in court, you don't always get to make the final statement. You get to make your yeah. final statement. But sometimes the, the other side, uh, I, I, there's actually probably an order where it's always the yeah. whoever, the fence or whatever. So we just need to acknowledge that and learn when I end my special, when I end my set, how do I want to be taken yeah. knowing that I've put everything I had out there and I don't necessarily get to respond in the same way. They yeah. have the power now. Everything I say in response to them is going to sound petty. Yeah. It's almost like we're throwing, instead of having a show that we're putting together, and I feel like some comedians do break that mold as far as like uh, Mike Birbiglia or someone who has, mm -hmm. it's more of a one-man show, so they're not trying to end on any particular thing. Um, people look at that whole thing and, and judge the whole uh, show as a one entity instead of a stand-up special where there's one you know, one joke that, that you like, one joke you don't like, and one joke you're offended by, or one joke that you absolutely fall in love with. Like, um, I feel like just we as, as, as like just general population comedians used to walk among you like like Lenny Bruce I mean he was just would you would see him out in a bar and you would be like oh yeah I saw you on stage and blah, blah. now there's such a disconnect especially with the internet and everything that people don't like there's a there's a disconnect now between uh, comedians are no longer part of society and they're now actually a job that people can like they're part of the entertainment industry now they used to be before but I feel like now even more so they're being held to the same standards as say actors and, and musicians used to be where it's like oh they're doing this amazing thing that everybody loves and, and, and has to you know work really hard at but now they're not seen as, oh, this person is just going to go back to their job afterwards. They're I think they need to be careful, too, mm -hmm. um, we as comedians, that, that also comedians used to, to rise from the population and give a voice to the society that we couldn't collectively, you know, give. Yeah. Carlin and Pryor were there to speak the mind of what people were thinking and feeling and couldn't quite verbalize. Yeah. We need to be careful not going into comedy saying, I'm going to be the savior of comedy and see mm -hmm. myself as like a vigilante. Of the, well, this, this is my opinion on yeah. it. I'm not sure that I'm correct. Well, because we, we, don't, we don't need that person anymore because we do have all those outlets of social media that the voice is not just one person who can rise through the ranks and make it on, you know, uh, Letterman. And that's where I think our disconnect is yeah. starting to happen. The, yeah. The, also... We're going in with knowledge of these other great comedians that we might want to be or we think they did great things for society. When I feel like their acts felt very much like they were coming from the almost like they walked straight from the audience and just decided to lead. Yeah. Not 
they were not creating any of the ideas out of nowhere. Yeah. They were just showing everybody because they were the ones that were able to articulate them yeah. the, the best. Uh, I, I don't want to make this seem like it's a total negative thing, though. There's yeah, some fantastic yeah. parts about how it's evolving and it's exciting and when we figure out how to do yeah. it. Well, it makes the art in it mm-hmm. even more so uh, beautiful because now we can see that, oh, we don't, as a society, we don't need this anymore. This isn't a thing that we absolutely need to change the ways that may not be going the way we want it to. We can actually start having... I think that's why there's more um, alternative comedy coming out. I feel like Andy Kaufman, um, his era um, was that... I mean, was the start of alternative comedy Mm -hmm. where... I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was a thing before. But made it mainstream where it's like, oh... This comedy doesn't have to have a mess, a real message behind it. Well, it's allowing it to be fun in a way yeah. that it never uh, silly for could the sake be of being silly too. Yeah, I mean, we look at Steve Martin now, you know, because you and I both just absolutely love him, and yeah. he, uh, you know, I feel like he was sort of a, a groundbreaking comedian, mm-hmm. but I also feel like he shouldn't have had to have been like society, like, and I, he he didn't fight yeah. the, for the relevance. In a, in a way like Lenny Bruce did, yeah. But I think some some comedians now look at him and like they don't even see him as a comedian or think of him, yeah, as a comedian. And I look back and I'm like that was one of the most fun stage performers I've ever seen, yeah. Who did not define himself by I have to get up and only say words. Mm-hmm. I can do magic, I can clown, I can uh, play music, and and then there was like a loss of that for a while too, where comedy got like really serious in a weird way yeah and I think we're finding the fun again yeah I because we I I like Facebook a lot of my friends who are not comedians put some really funny thoughts out there it's true yeah I enjoy memes as much as they hurt yeah uh, how our industry used to be mm-hmm. sometimes they bring a smile to my face and make me think a little thing that I never thought of and when I learned to deal with that's how we speak now yeah when when I learned that TikTok and Vine and stuff were just things like I they can be enjoyable too they're funny they bring a little light to my day yeah uh, which otherwise I would just lay in bed and and want to die yeah read the newspaper oh. or something like that um do you think that uh I, I don't know why I thought this uh while we were watching the we watched the Bill Burr special today um that just came out Paper Tiger which we couldn't figure out why it was named that Maybe we just missed a joke in there, but we didn't really know. But um, anyway, I I had this thought that we uh, we as a as a as a species um, are we getting too smart? Like um, we're getting too smart that we we can't be happy with somebody just trying to entertain us. Like some of the most happy people that I know. Are, are pretty dumb <laughs> like and I don't mean to be, I don't want to be mean and I don't want to say but like not not maybe not dumb and not, and and not in a negative way but they're they're simple they can see um, you know they can have happiness and joy out of oh I really like doing this one thing and it brings me joy whereas I like if I see somebody um being like better at something that I've always wanted to do, something that I enjoy doing, uh, it doesn't make me happy. Like, like I can't be happy in what I'm accomplishing be, uh, because it's not. I'm not trying to say I'm too smart, but it's almost in a way that like you you have too much knowledge about what other people are doing now, so it's harder to find the joy and happiness in what you're doing because you can see so many other people doing things at a higher level than you you know we're a generation of critical thinkers Mm -hmm. because it's how we were raised and educated to combat some of the blissful ignorance Mm -hmm. the generations of the past have had and that like making us critical thinkers is is a good safeguard but it also makes us cynical yeah too think about i am a person that still enjoys magic but yeah. magic doesn't have its same entertainment value in most of society mm-hmm. because people know that it's a trick and they they can't just enjoy, you fooled me visually, 
that was entertaining. I have to, you know, with all these how-to videos, science videos, yeah. and things, people, which is great because it makes us think about things and make technological advancements. But sometimes, because we're always thinking of how things work and and cause and effect, which is good for some real life things, it's making people overthink entertainment things. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it, like saying smart and dumb is not the right words, but you said blissful ignorance. Yeah, that's I mean, that's more of what I was getting at. Like, I feel like we as a society now. We can't be blissfully ignorant because there's so many people throwing information at us from every single angle that we can't just sit back and be like, oh, well, I don't know about that, so I don't care about it. I'm happy with where I am. It's almost like people want to force feed you, you know, facts you don't know when you're like, I was happy not knowing about, you know, whatever. Yeah. But now I have to, you have to educate me on it when it had nothing to do with me in the first place yeah well I making this always makes me think of that famous scene from the Matrix when uh, Morgan Freeman offers Neo the yeah, red or blue Fishburne, pill yeah. <laughs> you're thinking of Bruce Almighty oh Jim Carrey yeah and uh, yeah Jim Carrey and, and God offers and, yeah, Jim Carrey and, uh, uh, Neo and the Bruce red Woods. and blue pill yeah mm-hmm. and then you know he's he gets birthed out of a rhino. Yeah. Um, from, you know, his Ace Ventura. Because the rhinos were... You're right. Yeah. Because the rhino was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book. And then... Rocksteady. You know, and Rocksteady. I remember his name. Rocksteady. They were my favorite characters. Really? You remember them. I had them as action figures. I did, too. And actually, perfect example of blissful... Do you, okay, yeah. so you remember when... When some criminals in cartoons and and superhero things, they were they were dumb. Yeah, but like I envy them because they just got to follow the Shredder's commands. Yeah, like in um, um, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the two guys' names, but like uh, Bolt and Skull. Is that yes, their names? yeah, yeah. It is. They were so dumb. They were, but they were happy. Yeah. They weren't terrified. Well, actually, okay, never die. They were. They were kind of terrified. But, like, I mean, they just came with, hey, we're, we're this certain thing, and we're happy with being this certain thing. But not, yeah, yeah. All, the, all the henchmen, okay, all the, like, sidekicks don't exist uh, to just be dumb followers of the villain now. Yeah. They always ri- try to rise up against the, yeah. the main antagonist sometime and be like, I, I'm going to try to take over. You don't. Yeah. Like, not everybody needs to think that hard. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that's like a with the social media, it's mm-hmm. a con- content-driven society. I mean, that's why I started this podcast. <laughs> like, it is. Like to get more content. Make sure out to there. like and follow on Yeah, Podbean. like and follow on Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um but it's it's such a content-driven thing that people want to see like, oh, what's the backstory of that person? What's the backstory of that person? And I I I, I I love movies from back in the day where you're like, they introduce one character, he has one scene, oh, that was hilarious, and he's out. And I'm like, that scene was great. That that part that they wanted to show me, and they did show me, was so good that I don't need any more backstory. Star, Star Wars was way more fun mm-hmm. before people started asking questions about, like, why did they have this exhaust vent in the Death Star? That let's, yeah, yeah. They... They explained it perfectly in the script. Uh, just, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. There had to be an exhaust vent somewhere. Why did the dragon on there. the Lord of the Ring have, um, you know, a hole in his thing that they could shoot a heart? I don't. Yeah, in the Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. did they have it? Because earlier they were fighting. Elagon says that, so yeah. like it's just going to be what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There needs to be. We need to stop reading. I feel this is mm-hmm. not. Uh, this is what I think. It's not a end-all, be-all. I think we just need to stop reading into things and find the meaning behind. Like, what what is the person saying or giving you the information mean? Uh, what is their what are the context that they're trying to give it to you in? You know, because you can take it. I mean, I'm sure there are multiple things we've said in this already mm-hmm. that can be taken 
out of context and people can say, oh, this is actually about this mm-hmm. and not very, you know. I hope they don't. I hope they do. Unless it gives us views or yeah, not well, views, listens. Listens. Clicks. Views, clicks, likes, subscribes. You remember that movie uh, where, where Terry Crews is the president with uh, Luke Bryan? And it's about the future and, and idiocracy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but yeah. uh, I, I like the title. Yeah. And it's like Independence Day. Is it? Okay. Just less aliens. Yeah. The, is that the one where Gary Oldman's the president? Yeah, Gary Oldman. Okay. Uh, no. What's his no. name? It's kind of like Gary. He kind of looks like Gary Gary Pullman. 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 Gary Pullman. Yeah. He's the president. He says, um, which if you want to listen to my first episode of my podcast i talk about fourth of july movies and he, i talk about independence day and he says i listened to that i yeah. didn't know it was about fourth of july movies because you didn't mention the most iconic fourth of july movie Wh- which is the, what yeah. what is that born on the fourth of july ah that's not i've never even heard of that never even seen it or heard <laughs> I've of it i've not seen it either but i know it exists <laughs> well i was thinking i don't know i i this podcast is not for me it's for my listeners, and my p- listeners don't know that movie. Um, in, unless somebody else calls in to verify that they've listened, I'm your listener, and I know that that movie exists. <laughs> well, um, I know of three other people that have listened to this show Fair before. Enough. Fair enough. And each one of them has been me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we already did all of this because we were already on the radio but like I was so I've been trying to keep it out of uh, if you by the way if you want to listen to the radio broadcast that we were on earlier today um, you can go to well not today earlier when we recorded this mm-hmm. um, you can go to um, power 108.9 power 108.9 on Facebook and there will be a video of it on there of us on the radio with uh, Andy Gunnan. Gunnan for laughs. Gunnan for laughs. Gunnan for laughs. There's another word for laughs. I can't think of it right now. Do you know another word Guffaw? for... Guffaw? Guffaw. Yeah, that's a pretty good that's one, That's a right? good one. Chortle. Chortle. What's another one? Um, chuckle. Chuckle. Chuck. Now, this is, this is getting gritty and dirty. Um, but... You've heard you've heard the phrase "chuckle fuckers" before. Whew. I've I've heard. Of, I think it's a myth. Yeah, I have never encountered. Yeah, ten years in comedy. Yeah, and uh, not one. N- no. Yeah. I, statistically, you would have thought I would have been approached. Somewhat accidentally. Yes. Yeah. Tripped. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm tripped sorry. Tripped into me You're or funny. something. Yeah. Not even happened. They. No. Same here. I've never never encountered. And that's weird because everyone always says girls like a guy that make him make him laugh. You know. I found that to be true. You found that to be true? False. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard it. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, Power 108.9 is the radio station that we were on before. Mm-hmm. Ra- internet radio station. I don't believe you can get it on your car dials. No, I don't think that it goes up that high. No. But we were on that. Um, so so mm-hmm. recording. I feel like we should have. I feel like the expression should be I was in it. I was in the radio station. I understand. I get the. I get how the. Yeah, because you're. Well, you know what I'm saying. You're like, on the radio waves. We're in the radio waves. No, that's 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 Bill Hicks. Even though I love Bill Hicks, it's not a negative thing. But it is Bill Hicks. Is it? I mean, he. I don't think he said that. I mean, you love Bill Hicks. You I do. Know. Hey, just because I love something doesn't mean I know anything about it, and that's why I'm blissfully happy about Bill Hicks. <laughs> I. I couldn't even what? give you an opinion on his work. Why, like, why, why do you like Bill Hicks so much? What is, what drew you to him when you were doing, like, starting comedy? Total honesty. Yeah. Because the first picture I saw of him was in black and white. I'd never heard him, and so I thought it was a really hipstery position to take. And I thought that that girls with like blue hair and tattoos and kind of stuff would yeah. think it was cool if I knew who Bill Hicks was. And so far, have not encountered single girl that knows or cares that I like Bill Hicks yeah well that's I mean 
be honest, that's the motivation for most of the decisions I make, and I've been through cowboy hats. I'm wearing a Sons of Anarchy-esque <laughs> vest right now. Have not found the perfect combination. I feel like that's no no one had like is truthful about their motivations anymore. I'm pretty truthful when it comes yeah, to that stuff, and that's that. I don't feel like a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm very truthful with this podcast. I did it because I needed content. I wanted to start putting stuff out i wanted my friends to be on it my best friends um jamie ward comedian and best friend and family always and (laughs) (laughs) um callback but the like that's such a big thing that no one takes into consideration. i know i already mentioned it but it bothers me so much that people don't even care about the meaning behind things anymore they hear the words they see the words and then they just run with them. It's and, and I get it. Like in the, in news and stuff, yeah, you want as many people as possible to get interested, for better or worse, on your you know articles. But human to human, like the meaning behind things is is totally lost. I think people are afraid to to. I don't want to say afraid to be totally honest, but sometimes I I don't think that we even know why we do things sometimes. We never really stop and think about what motivates us to do what we do. Mm-hmm. I Because I spend a lot of time alone. And, Doing uh, what? Uh, just being sad. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I spend so much time alone. I just have a lot of time to think about why I even do the things I do. And yeah. that's what, when I get to dissect the fact that all these attempts to be cool or create these images and, and get famous is just because I'm... I'm lonely. Yeah. I'm really... I should have a podcast. I mean, you talked about... Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but the tribe. Sebastian Younger. Sebastian Younger, yeah. And I've, uh, I haven't finished um, reading slash listening to it on audio, which is... It's an audio book. Is that reading, though? We talked about know. it earlier. I don't know. I don't feel... I feel like I'm lying when I said that I read... Red Silver yeah. Linings Playbook, favorite movie and book yeah. ever, by the way. Uh, but you but didn't I, even read the book. I, I haven't even read a single word from the book. I've listened to all of it. Yeah. I absorbed all the information. Yeah. So it's we it's a weird thing. Like what do you what do you call in? Let us know. 404-829-4114. Uh, call in and let me know. Our audiobooks. Uh, can you say you read an audiobook that you listened to? Can you? I don't know. I think you can. When when I was a kid and we used to go to the library in school or something and the librarian would read us books, so yeah. I would say I listened to the the book. I I didn't really get to say credit. But then yeah. we also say like we'd read books with our parents to get yeah. credit for, for Pizza Hut. That's pizza true. Pizza as well. And we didn't really do... That's they, true. Parents did the heavy lifting on that reading. That's And I also, I made a mistake. I had my first anchovy pizza off of one of those as a kid yeah that's because a, I, that's I a mature flavor like well it wasn't good it was <laughs> the same reason you uh started liking bill hicks i was like i'm gonna be different i'm gonna like anchovies i'm gonna eat these anchovies people be like you gross i'll be like i like to eat i can eat anchovies and i took one bite of it and i was like oh no i've wasted this pizza <laughs> Because I'm not going to eat it. So are you saying blue-haired girls with tattoos like anchovies? I think they did. That's salty. what I'm hearing. It's salty and That's... sweet. Just like are they hairs. sweet? No. They don't very smell salty sweet. and not good. I, I think I'd like them better now. I like Caesar, and Caesar is anchovies. Next time we do a podcast together, yeah. we should take an anchovy challenge where we eat them live. I mean, we on... could honestly do that. I tried it in, not in that long couple, ago. In a couple minutes, if you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm mistaking sardines. Or anchovies. Oh yeah, those are two different things. Those are totally sardines different. are delicious. Uh, sardines I, and mustard. I I wanted to eat them because they're a good keto snack. I opened them up, I licked it a little, and I couldn't even mm. put the God, story thing of my in life. my mouth. Story of my life. I said that so poorly. <laughs> no, you said it right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I get it now. I yeah, I, I get it. The but the the reading audiobooks like I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I read the Co- cover. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I had to download the right but one. The same thing with movie. Like, if a book is made into a movie, like when you watched *Silver Linings Playbook* for the first time, you weren't like, "Oh, hey, 
I read this book. No, you say I watched the movie, haven't read the book. I th- but those are different mediums, almost. You know what? You know? We should go back to actually the old. I, I, I absorbed the story. I heard the story of. I heard I the story the, of. Yeah, yeah. Because it do, like, it doesn't matter what medium you take it in. I, yeah. I, I think it's so interesting that people think of books as being better or somehow more sophisticated mm-hmm. than movies, but that's. That's a product of our society. Every medium platform is always seen as inferior by the people that grew up with whatever the, the current mainstream thing is. Yeah. So we're getting to that point where film is legitimate art and yeah. entertainment now. Yeah. And like, uh, it's happening age. to video games now. Video yeah. games are, are where people like older older people are being like, that's not art. Video games aren't as good as entertainment as as film and cinema, mm-hmm. but in in a generation when when video games have become normalized, when we're yeah. the old people, I mean, you can watch people play video games on the internet now. It's my love language, actually. <laughs> watching <laughs> ASMR yeah. is my ASMR video game streaming on Twitch. I'm a haircut my, man myself. Yeah. Oh, Not you like haircut, ASMR haircuts? Oh, that's that's my Just thing. Just a snip, snip. Oh, I love it. Oh, do you do you want a hot hot towel <laughs> for your face? You can't. I can't afford to go uh, to those ones. I have. I just get the ASMR supercuts. Oh, yeah, great clips. <laughs> just a really, really <laughs> southern. They're not even lady. good either. Hey, y'all. Hey, bowl cut. Got yeah. it. <laughs> I'm sorry, bowl cut. Person <laughs> like, what? Have you been here before? Is your number in the system? <laughs> I've been here every time. This is the only place I go. I'm not driving to. Which is actually a lie. Yeah. I have to go to a different place every two haircuts because I do not like... I have too much social anxiety. Yeah. I don't want them to get to know me. So the second haircut, I'm like, all right. Well, you I'm know they going. put like what your haircut was in the system. Change my name and number every time. Hell yeah. Right. And you have a bunch of burner phones. Secret Asian man. Just, <laughs> just for... Yeah. Um, but the whole <laughs> audiobook tangent uh, spurred off of... Um, forgot his name again the tribe a tangent with you well that's nice of you to say but it was i could definitely cut all of that out and go right back (laughs) into what we're about to talk about sebastian younger sebastian younger um wrote the book the tribe um which is like uh mate you want to find your tribe like we're all trying to find our it's almost like a family away from your family you know um that's I mean it's often stronger than family what he's saying is is the sometimes it is your family but the the group of people which become your tribe is one of the the most important connections you'll have Mm -hmm. with people yeah and it doesn't have to be blood that's why often some of these uh, tribes he was describing in the book you you know we were raised by the society mm-hmm. and stuff and sometimes if if a family member does something bad you turn against the family member because the the group is the important yeah thing but it can't can't that be negative it can absolutely like i mean because most people who have these really strong opinions find people on the internet with the same really strong opinions for good or bad and then they stick with those people there's no longer a you know, a playground that everybody goes to as a kid. The problem is we're overcompensating. Mm-hmm. We we are looking for these tribes so strongly that because we feel so disconnected and alone in society that we're having to go to the most extreme measures to sort of fulfill these personal needs. Mm-hmm. That's that's why people are entering these echo chambers and and these groups of people that are just too ideologically strong and polarizing. When we used to just have you know interact with a whole bunch of different kinds of people on a daily basis yeah uh he was you know he's theorizing that that fulfilled our our need for that camaraderie yeah or something i don't you know i mean the book is kind of a theory too he's sort of pointing out some problems that he observed and not necessarily saying he 100 percent knows the reason Uh, but i mean there are based on on studies too the the book if you read the book Instead of or listening listen to, to it, it. Oh, you about it. a third of it is just documentation of the different sources where he got really? all the ideas from. That's cool. It's really interesting. It was originally an article. It was just like a six-page article. Yeah. I'm making that number up out of nowhere. Maybe three. <laughs> uh, 
it was a, but it was an article in Vanity Fair magazine, I mm-hmm. believe. And people were so interested in the concept he presented that he was convinced to write a whole book about wow. it. Yeah, because that, I mean, back in the day before the internet, everybody was going to, I mean, same when we were growing up, we would all go on a Friday, Saturday night, I mean, skate, palace, or skate, whatever, a skating rink. That would be like the hot spot for kids to go to, or the movie theaters. That'd be the hot spot to go. Now, you can just watch a movie on the internet. You know, no one wants to go to skating rinks anymore because no one likes doing exercise. But there's just a huge disconnect. I feel like this is repetitive. But you know, the interesting <laughs> thing about that too, there was all so, so you had your tribe, like the the kids at yeah. the arcade or. Tri- uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the video games because I when I went to skating rigs, I can't yeah. I can't skate. What you so went ice I, skating? Um, I've been there's, on ice skates. There's a video of you ice. Skating. There's a video of me falling, really bad. But I mean, falling with style. I like a Moira Kelly. Oh, I didn't know how the, the toe pick edge. worked. That's okay. I I still I I had hockey skates. Um, That's perfect. I know I miss them so much. I actually just had a Facebook memory about I regret selling my hockey skates. Yeah, uh, and and I forgot that actually I posted about that for several days. It was like three days. <laughs> I was just like I shouldn't have sold my skates. And I've just I'm, I still regret it. I wish I had those skates. Yeah, I know I could get some more. I can't really afford them at the moment. Well, you know, you can go to Goodwill and they're pretty cheap. And I'm sure somebody, you know, turned some in. If you want to go tomorrow. Do you want to go skating? I kind of want to go skating right now. I, what time is it? I love skating. Midnight? Let's well, I do love it. the idea of skating. Yeah. I've never really done it. I, well, I played hockey, so I love... But never on ice. I was always rollerblades. <laughs> so I've actually never been I want to, on ice, I don't think. You want to go to center ice in Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This might be our last podcast because we might die. Is it that dangerous? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we're just pretty good at stuff. We, yeah, we're just really good. I, mean, um, I, I have to say, one of my my secret dreams, it's not that secret I tell anybody that, that asks you something, I really want to win a medal yeah. in figure skate. Like, I'm not being crazy with, like, Olympics or stuff. I, yeah. They have, you know, just, it could be a small, like, rec league yeah. figure skating. I just want to win. I want a medal. Well, I want at least a bronze or whatever place out they give medals for figure skating well i think now they give medals to everybody that's even easier (laughs) Um, i mean i really want one in ballroom dancing too yeah i I was gonna bring that up you you used to take ballroom classes i do i've I've taken a lot that's crazy like private and group i was i was training because it's really been a goal of mine why did you do that because (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, I know the blue-haired girls and everything with tattoos, but funny what? that doesn't seem like the crossover demographic is much. No. A, lot, a lot of gray hair and false teeth. Really? But uh, you know what? They they like me a lot more. Gross. They, they all want to talk to me. That's gross. You know, because they have a granddaughter they want to set you up with. None of them ever got to that part of the conversation. Because <laughs> you talk. I kept hoping. <laughs> I just wouldn't shut my mouth. Well, but. that's not your fault. That's it's kind of completely my fault. Well, I was trying to make you feel better. <laughs> Nothing will make me feel better. That's true. I'm sad. No, well, everyone's sad. My job is speaking to strangers. Yeah, that's the most interaction we get with strangers. It is. Like, I mean, we went to Salad Express today. Yeah. And when she asked, uh, what kind of salad would you like? You freaked out a bit. I, I'm not good with choices. No, I know. It's great. It's good, though. We're talking to women. Well. If that had been a dude, I would have been like, bro, give me the romaine. Put some mushrooms on there. Some cheese. Yeah. Uh, I'm keto. Yeah. And some steak on it. Yeah. What does that mean? Steak. Steak? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I just said it stank. Like, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, like... Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. Never seen it. It's a movie about um, lying to your children and why you should always be able to. Okay. Uh, it's really good. You should watch it. Is that 
Uh, Joey Lauren Adams is in that movie. Joey Lawrence, yeah. He's Lawrence. In Joey Lauren Adams. Is that is that the wrong name? Uh, I don't know. That's his that's his ex-wife in that movie. Is she? I think so. What else was she in? I don't know. I've never seen... I don't even know who that is. It's definitely not Colleen Haskell, because Colleen Haskell was in The Animal with Rob Schneider, and that's all she was I've in. never seen it. Great movie. Great movie. Anna Ferris? Anna Ferris was in Scream. Okay. Was she in Scream? I don't, I've never seen it. I don't know who she is. I have not... Tevin Campbell was in that movie. Tevin Campbell? Don't know him. That was like the main person. What movie? Scream. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect way to end the podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We had fun. Did we have fun? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, I felt I, way faster than the hour on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because this was only 50 minutes. Um, and then I fill it with my song that I made on ukulele and then an outro that I got from a fake um, a free or a free outro service. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening to the Conrad Brown Barrick Show with Conrad Brown Barrick. Uh, if you guys want to send in your thoughts, please give me a call. Uh, leave a message. I will play them um, back on as long as they're not uh, racist or sexist or um, I'll play them if they're sexual notes, especially. Um, but the number is 404-829-4114. Again, 404-829-4114. Let me know if you think audiobooks, you can say that you read audiobooks. That's something I need to know. Um, also, you can uh, email in at tcbspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is tcbspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Jamie, so where can people find you uh, to follow you and see what you're up to, comedy-wise? <laughs> Jamie Comedy, J-A-M-I-E, uh, the boy way, comedy, on all social media platforms, at Jamie Comedy, uh, Jamie Comedy, Jamie Comedy, at Jamie Comedy, on just everything. If it's a social media out there, I'm on it. Uh, also, it's only good for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening on Spotify Podcast. Please like, share, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Um, this has been fun. Jamie, thank you. He went to the he he went to the bathroom. He actually left the room, so it's just me talking to myself. But Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Oh yeah. No problem. Huh. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.